Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Roker Report podcast in association with Sunderland Soup Kitchen. It's Jimmy here and I'm delighted to say I've been joined by Tom from the What A Load Of Cobblers fanzine. Tom, how are you doing? Very well, mate. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on and looking forward to the game on Saturday. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, we're here to preview what will hopefully be Sunderland's return to football on Saturday. We're recording on a Thursday afternoon and at the time of recording at least, the game is on. Um... Tom, Northampton Town are quite an interesting opponent for Sunderland to return to football after the COVID self-isolation for, because really out of all the League One teams for me, and I'm sure a lot of other Sunderland fans, you may be the team I know the least about. So I was sort of wanting to get a bit of a lowdown on how your season's been going so far. Yeah, it's, it's not been going great, particularly. We're a new club to League One. We got promoted last season via the playoffs with, shall I say, an industrial style of play, which was very effective, especially in that brief period where, you know, we went at Wembley, we beat Exeter, and we really demolished them with this very direct style of play. And we're just adjusting now to League One, and it's been quite difficult because I found that opposition managers are getting a bit cuter to Keith Carroll's tactics, and he's looking to try and expand the play a little bit. And you know, finding problems, trying to be a bit more expansive. So we're we're winning the odd game here and there, which is just about keeping us outside the relegation zone. But we're also getting tonked. We lost mm. 4-0 twice in a row a couple of games back, which is obviously concerning. Both to both to good teams, if I remember right. Um, was it Oxford and Lincoln? Yeah, yeah. You know, Oxford, we usually beat Oxford. So that was slightly worrying for Northampton mm. fans that we'd lost this sort of hoodoo over Oxford. And you know, they overwhelmed us. And then Lincoln are, you know, they're a very strong outfit and uh, got, you know, half decent manager there. So a bit of a baptism of fire for, for League One, but we're ju- just trying to find our feet. And what I would say is that, you know, Saturday's no, you know, foregone conclusion. We can, we're very good at spoiling tactics and we can actually take points off of um, bigger clubs. So it would be an interesting tussle and probably a clash of styles as it has been for most games this season. Yeah, no, that would be interesting because weirdly this far into the season, we've not played too many teams like that like the game that that sticks out in my head is we played Chillingham and we won that game we didn't deserve to win that game and we got a bit lucky that they shot themselves in the foot but we've not really played too many teams that have kind of been direct and kind of got at us and we handled that game really poorly so I'll be interested to see under a new manager 
what we look like out of the break. Obviously, the team haven't been able to train a lot, whether we handle that better. One thing I sort of wanted to touch on was, obviously, like you mentioned, you went up via the playoffs in, in weird circumstances with the shortened season. Yeah. Is, has this this struggle, was it, was it expected? So what's the mood with Northampton Town fans, how the season's played out versus expectations? It's a good question. I think that... The struggles, you know, could have been telegraphed when you looked at the pre-season recruitment wasn't as strong as probably we'd liked. The The budget has gone down, obviously, because of COVID, as it done has done at a lot of clubs. We lost a lot of key players from that promotion season that were actually really specialists in the direct style of play that Keith Carl likes to play. So Charlie Good, he got sold to uh, Brentford, uh, went up uh, a couple of divisions. Um, Jordan Turnbull, we lost. Alan McCormack was a very steady and midfielder um we lost a you know Vidane Oliver we talk about Gillingham he went to Gillingham he's probably the ace target man of of league one just absolutely specialist in his position so we lost him and in my opinion and a lot of other people's opinions we haven't really you know recruited as well so that you know signposts a struggle and the fans you know fans of by and large are quite understanding of Keith Cohen that we were always going to have a bit of a bedding in period but some of the football we've been playing especially in those two four nil defeats it has been so ineffective and ugly on the eye that there is a bit of a <laughs> there's a bit of a backlash against Keith Carl's style of play and you know I've got question marks wherever he can stick to his principles and also try and keep the ball on the, the pitch a bit more because they seem to be quite contradictory and you know I think that'll be our struggle going forward really yeah we've sort, we've sort of circled around it a bit are you one of the most direct teams in the league one of the more physical teams is, is it sort of going to be direct football that we can expect on Saturday it's quite a contentious one because I don't think that I'm not a fan of Keith Carl's style of play and a lot of Northampton fans are and they don't care how how we play as long as we win whereas I'm slightly maybe a bit more older in the tooth and you know I, I do think you can you know play slightly expansive football and try and win games as well and there are teams in the division especially teams like crew that do that you know they punch above their weight and they have their own philosophy of playing so the style of play for me it's concerning for a couple of reasons it's all very well you know playing a direct style if 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 it's effective and you've got the right personnel for it you know there's plenty of clubs that have done well with it you know Wimbledon go back in the day and you know you can look at Stoke and and Wickham but I just don't feel at the moment we have those specialist players to to do that that style of play and we don't particularly keep the ball very well so our possession has been down at this is another hot topic in Northampton. The possession has often been down like 30, 35%, even lower. And it's, it sort of boils down to whether you want to watch games where your team doesn't really have the ball that much. Uh, you know, when we win, it's it's great. But when we, we lose, it's, you know, it's not the, not the best to watch. On Saturday, might it be a case of if Sunderland start the game well, Northampton has sat 30 yards out and, and sort of really put the impetus on Sunderland to try and create a Northampton yeah. look to get out on the counter. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. We've fallen behind the ball in, in lots of games, you know, part, part of the bus, bus to an extent. We can actually counter-attack really well, and that is part of our game. We do, our game is based around hurrying the opposition. We don't want to give the opposition a second. We put a lot of long balls and set pieces into the box, so we'll, we'll test your defence, we'll press you quite heavily and just try and nick, nick you on the break. It's, it's, it's quite a difficult style to play against, and Teams don't like playing us, especially at home. Our pitch is, is not great at the moment. Mm. So, But away, um, yeah, just expect to, you know, if we're on it like we were, you know, on um, Tuesday night for Gillingham, just expect a hardworking team that puts a lot of um, crosses and set pieces into the box, that tries to feed off scraps and just doesn't give you a minute. It just, it just depends on whether how fresh you are from your COVID-19, 
you know, break and stuff and what players you've actually got available because we haven't really mentioned that yet. And, you know, how you can face up to Keith Curl, who's a very wily manager, to give him his credit. He's been around the block and he's he's, he's quite tactically astute at um, finding holes in opposition's, you know, uh, tactics. So that'll be an interesting one. Unfortunately, at this stage, we just don't know. Obviously, the club's taken. Yep taking the route of saying well it's it's a personal thing we don't want to tell you who caught covid who didn't who's yeah. feeling good who isn't we know that the academy of light reopened so Sunderland players have started to get back into training but we don't know who's been training who hasn't and i think one of the things with Sunderland is and sort of with that draw against afc wimbledon that really frustrated me personally is i always think one of our big strengths maybe our ace in the hole versus the other 23 teams in the league should be our squad there. Right. So I kind of looked at the team we put out against AFC Wimbledon and was a bit disappointed that I didn't see more, that, that we still looked so lethargic, even though obviously it was extreme circumstances. A lot of players that played wouldn't have known they were playing when they woke up that day. Yeah, Preparation all over the shop. I still I still was expecting more. I was still was a bit disappointed at fringe players that, that we've been wanting to see not really grasping the opportunity they had so it's it's mm. the big problem with Sunderland in the last month or so has been a failure to break down teams that really sort of give us the impetus and dare us to break them down I mean we drew 1-1 it against Burton in a game where it, I, I was I was amazed they scored they they barely crossed halfway line Wigan beat us with their only shot yeah we drew against AFC Wimbledon who to be fair actually probably edged the game but we're also a team who's sort of game plan in that first 45 minutes was to sit back so yeah it's going to be a real test of how the teams evolve in where the team's at under Lee Johnson at this early stage I think that's what makes it a really interesting game on it's sort of just step back a bit and sort of do a bit more big picture Northampton stuff we sort of mentioned the win against Gillingham on Tuesday yeah did that feel like a turning point a one-off what's what's sort of been the reaction to that result uh I think the reaction is mainly relief Keith Curl was most definitely under pressure uh, for various reasons, you know, not least I've talked about the two 4-0 defeats. You can't go too many 4-0 defeats and not be under pressure. So Keith Curl has his critics, but it gives him a little bit of leeway, that that victory, and it just gets us out of that relegation zone. In terms of you know a form guide for the rest of our games going forward, because it's still going to be a very difficult month, I wouldn't say it's much of a form guide. Um, we scored three goals. One of them was a penalty. One of them was a cross that went straight in from a free kick. The other one was a tap-in. So we are, before that, I think we were one of the lowest scoring teams in the division and scoring goals has been a real problem for us. So I'm not massively confident going into Saturday's game, but like you've just said, it might well be a case of can you break us down? We've brought in, funnily enough, two short-term signings in in centre-back, which has been pretty crucial, really. And I would say added to Tuesday night's win, a guy called Alan Sheehan, who's been with Cobblers for a while training and stuff. He was used to play for Luton Town, but he's quite an accomplished player, a bit of um, poise about him, which Cobblers hasn't really had this season. So he's coming as a player coach role to steady the ship. He was an important one. We'll see how Cobblers' defence you know, stands up to Sunderland's team, whatever you put out. I would say, you know, looking from our perspective, have you got any wide players that are rapids? Because we often play a wing-back system, and I always think our, our weakness is getting in behind our wing-backs, and uh, especially if you can switch the ball at pace that often drags our wing backs out of position one of one of the things that 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 Sunderland fans always go on about that our last two managers have gone on about is a sort of lack of game changing pace in our team we've got Lyndon Gooch who's who's pretty quick 
but he's a guy who likes to dribble with the ball. He's a guy who likes to use his pace to sort of open up spaces, but doesn't run in behind that much. We've got Denver Hume, who's our left wing back slash full back, depending on what, what formation we step out on, who was injured. I don't know if he's got a chance to be back. Yeah, given that we've not played for two weeks, but he's a guy who can once again dribble with the ball, use one two to get in behind. But it's yes, it's one of the weak points of the team is that all of our strikers are quite slow, maybe with the exception of Will Grigg. But it's 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 been a problem that that we do have to kind of play in front of teams and have to rely on sort of individual magic or combination play that we haven't really seen enough of to to open teams up. It's something that I've seen from. A lot of League One teams, it's, League One is much of a muchness to me in a lot of ways. It's There are quite a few teams that will park the bus, especially against Sunderland, but just maybe because of your reputation as a, a big club in the league, they'll relish trying to you know, just sit back and see what you can do. But I, yeah, I really think it's it's crucial that clubs need players with a bit of guile, you know, a bit of skill, a bit of a turn of pace and uh, you know, match winners in, in their side to break down you know, sides like Northampton and, you know, Gillingham even. But I'm not seeing too many standout players of that effect in League One this season. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, it's it's something that, that I think about quite a bit because we keep on hearing Sunderland need more pace and power. Why don't Sunderland recruit more yeah. pace and power? And I'm like, if it was easy, we'd have done it. If it, if it was an easy thing to do and these players grew on trees, I'm, I'm sure we would have grabbed one. And it's, yeah, no, it is. It's it's uh, it's one of those things, really. Um. When it comes to avoiding relegation, we've talked a lot about sort of a split among Northampton fans. Is that another thing where, depending on who you speak to, they'll say, yeah, we're pretty confident? Or is is there kind of a lot of doom-mongers still out there after the 4 nils? Um, I don't think it's sort of doom-mongering. I would say mm. I'm fairly you know, pessimistic about it. I don't think it's mm. doom-mongering. I think it's just literally taking the results at, at face value. So... We we sent we we tend to go in fits and spurts. So we win one game here when we need to. We beat Fleetwood, for instance, one nil. Uh, I think that was from a set piece as well. Um, then we'll go three or four losses, and then we'll pull a, a winner out of the bag. And so it's it's hard to sort of get any genuine form going to make any real optimism. Um, you know, some people were saying after the two four nilers, I'm not. I don't necessarily you know go with this myself, but some people were saying that gap should have been used to uh, relieve Keith Curl of his job and replace him with someone else. You know, capable of playing a bit of football and trying to get us out of our predicament by, you know, attacking games rather than just trying to sort of um, be reactive and try and uh, nullify opposition. It's one of Keith Carroll's, you know, favourite phrases. But you know, that's that's a difficult one. I think maybe sometimes you need a bit of experience like Keith Carroll's got. So maybe he will be able to pull a few results out of the bag and keep us above that line. But it's it's difficult watching Cobblers every week because, like I said, we don't have much possession. We don't keep the ball that well. So it's you know squeaky bum time in a lot of games. <laughs> Hopefully we can try and be a bit more expansive on Saturday. Is is it realistic that that he might go before the end of the season? Is it realistic? It's a difficult one. I I think in normal times you would say it was fairly re- realistic mm. because sometimes you know if the, a manager isn't on the, the longest of contracts, sometimes you will spec- speculate to accumulate, won't you? And you'll you know try and if there's there's quite a lot of good managers available, you might you know gamble a little bit. But I think the chairman is fairly you know with COVID, the budget isn't the, the biggest, and the the chairman is we he got just got us promoted, so the the chairman isn't trigger happy at all. So I would suggest it would take some, basically us being a drift in League One for him to be replaced by someone. But yeah, that's a bit of a hot potato at the moment, that one. 
Yeah, no, it's 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 an interesting one because I remember doing the preview for Portsmouth and it it was like the fans absolutely want the manager to go and there's no way it's going to happen. Yeah. In, in most situations, like the situation Sunderland just had, it's, it's normally somewhere closer to the middle where it's like a bad result here and there. There, yeah. there is a cut-off point where where maybe the yeah maybe they'll look at doing something different. Um, so with with Cal, is it is it a case of it's, it's does the side of football suit the players? Is he maybe a little bit out of his depth? Is that is that something that's been discussed? Because most of his career has been down in League Two, hasn't it, as a manager? Yeah, that's that's another good question. I suppose it's hard to judge if someone's out of their depth. I I, I would go back to whether he can try and expand the football a bit. So. He brought in Alan Sheehan from Luton. Uh, we had McCormack as well. He was he also used to play for Luton, and there were you know two accomplished players. So Sheehan can pass the ball around nicely, and I think he's set actually the benchmark for Northampton players because he's very comfortable on the ball, and that's not what a lot of Northampton players are. We don't we're not that comfortable on the ball. We try and move the ball around so quickly all the time that I think a lot of you know good good moves are lost to an extent. So um, you know in in terms of if if Keith Kell can can turn it around and stuff, you know, and it's going to be a difficult one. I just think that sometimes the way that Kel wants to play, like I've said before, it actually is very effective. Not not great to watch, but effective when it works. I think it's, quite, it's sort of contradictory to an expansive style. I just think there's this, you know, there's this conflict there between trying to keep the ball a bit better and trying to get the ball up the pitch as fast as he wants to. There's a bit of a conflict there. So you, you'll, see on, you, you'll see on Saturday. And like I said before, I think it will all boil down to whether you, you can break us down and whether you have a, actually have the match winners because we can make it really difficult for you to score, I think. Yeah, no, I'm 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 dreading I've I've seen too many, too many games involving Sunderland recently where we've we've just been found wanting against against low block teams. And I'm i you've 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 brought me down a step here, Tom. Sorry, you brought sorry. me you brought me down previewing <laughs> this one. I've had a nice a nice stress-free Christmas without having to worry about Sunderland and now you've got me sweating Sunderland results again. It's it's all gone wrong. Um we'll, we'll move on to happiest subjects. Who've been some of Northampton's stand-up players this year? Yeah, uh, obviously it's been a difficult season. We're down the bottom, so we haven't got any uh, Lionel Messi's in there really. <laughs> I really like a guy called Sean McWilliams, who is a homegrown player, comes from King's Heath in Northampton, and you know, everyone likes to see a a player come through. He's a very tenacious central midfielder, uh, defensive central midfielder. He really loves a tackle. He's good at breaking up the play, but he's also quite good at moving the ball forward. So he's got that bit of agility and guile in the middle that I, I really like. He's only 22 as well, so I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. The only thing I would say is he's come back from injury. So whether he'll start on Saturday is difficult. Uh, Keith Cole's a bit of a tinker man. So, you know, if we were talking about what team we're going to put out, wouldn't necessarily be able to, to say. But uh, yeah, Sean McWilliams is definitely want to watch he's got a brother that left us to join Cardiff as well so he's a good one mm. um and there's a striker I'm you know keeping an eye on he doesn't really play week in week out he comes on for like 20 30 minute cameos but he's called Caleb Chukwamika he's you know he's under 20 he his brother actually came through at Northampton they both came through at Northampton but his brother is called Kani Chukwamika and he came through at Northampton and was taken by Aston Villa under the elite player performance plan and he's now one of the England you know under under 20 age group brightest hopes uh Kani Chukwamika so there's obviously you know talent in that family um Caleb is a tall rangy striker with good movement good anticipation you know good first touch and for me he's one of our best strikers and I would really like to see him play more but because he's only you know under 20 and Keith Curls finding things difficult he often will go with a bit of experience it's often the way isn't it 
Cool, cool. Yeah. So that's that's one. If I if I see that big surname and there's twenty minutes to go and it's a close game, considering our players haven't been training, that's that's one to worry about. That's one that some fans should be sweating, I guess. No one can pronounce his surname. It's, it's interesting if you listen to any comms. It's like here comes Chukwu. Chukwu. Can't say it, but yeah, it's Chukwamiko. Mm. If you actually have to pronounce it, he's a good he's a good player. And apparently, um, Villa. He ha- the interesting thing about him is he hasn't actually signed a pro deal at Northampton yet. So he's in this sort of strange mm. vacuum period of not signing mm. a pro deal, but bigger clubs allegedly been interested. So according to the Daily Mail a few months ago, Villa, Kelsey Prees, who's mm. brother plays for, is interested. And um, of all clubs, Club Bruges. So that's an interesting one. I, I'm interested to see if he actually ever signs a pro contract for us or he's sort of swept away by a bigger club for that. But, you know, I'd like to see... I'd like to see homegrown players and I would like to see a bit more of it. Yeah, if they're coming from abroad to see him, that's that's yeah, that's that's not a bad thing. That's certainly a sign. Well, well, it, it might in the long run, but that's certainly not a bad sign in the short term for you guys if he's attracting that kind of interest. We've You've done a good job, Tom, of laying out sort of what kind of games Sunderland can expect, how it might go the way Northampton are going to approach the game. Yeah. But unfortunately, to finish things up, we've got to get to score predictions. Are you, are you going to carry on that running run? <laughs> I'm actually fairly high in the score prediction league, so I would, to be honest with you, I wouldn't take you know my 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 vote with any credence. But <laughs> I, you know, the way it's gone is we'll win one game, then we'll lose a few. And you know, I think the way Keith Cole tends to set up, and I don't know if this happens in football, it might do, it might not, that they put everything into games they think are winnable. So they'll put everything into the Fleetwood game. They'll throw everything at um, the Gillingham game, the Sunderland game. I think you're gonna have you're gonna have more than the ball, more of the ball definitely. You know, I don't want to go on for too long, but the centre midfield is gonna be really important. You know, if you can make our centre midfield, you can unpick that a little bit. That's often been a weak area for us. So I reckon, cut a long story short, I think it's gonna be two 0 Sunderland. Yeah, I just think the quality will pay overall. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I know that Allardyce is a manager who always used to do that. Circle the winnable games. Yeah, these these are the games that we we need points from. And then if you don't get sewn in the bigger ones, then then so be it. But yeah, no, that's 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 filled me filled me with a bit more confidence. You're picking me back up. I always predict a Sunderland win when I do these things. I feel like yeah, I'm morally obliged to when we're in League One, and so I'll, I'll do that. I'll go, I'll go one 0 You've 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 made Northampton sound like the sort of team that Sunderland are rubbish at playing against. Yeah. So I'll 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 cover my bases and go one 0 What I would say before I go is um that I reckon you know if we won one one nil. That wouldn't be a surprise either because Keith mm. Cole will absolutely relish playing against Sunderland. He loves trying to, you know, get one over the bigger teams, and he loves, you know, uh, I'm picking a side, you know, that are trying to go out and good, give us a good kick in. So if we win one day, that wouldn't surprise me either. But I will go with two for Sunderland. Fair enough, and um, yeah, that's a good point. It's is something we we've seen we've seen um across our time in this league. Um, we've we've gone through months where we handle the pressure of being the big club well. We've gone through months where we don't, and it's it's just one of those things. I mean. Especially early on, we uh, we went behind in a lot of games because teams were just that bit more up for playing Sunderland. So yeah, yeah, it's always always a factor worth bringing up. Tom, thanks so much for your time this afternoon, and all the best. Uh, well, after Saturday, and thanks everyone for listening. Um, stay subscribed. I don't know what we'll have up for you. That depends on what the EFL do, what Sunderland do, but we'll. Definitely have more podcasts for you, whether it's match reaction or former player interviews or something else. We'll we'll definitely have some lined up, so stay subscribed. And thanks very much for listening this afternoon.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.